0: Because like I I met some of them basically uh, like a month ago, like just over a month ago, I met some of them, but it was really great to actually see them again. And you know, like the thing is, when you when you aren't around the environment and the positivity, then um, you you start to like you start to get further and further away from the fire, and you start to get like like cold. You know what I mean? So I, I had sort of like feelings of like over the past like week and a bit of just sort of, like, kind of losing interest in it, um, not losing interest in it, because I know how, like, how much of an opportunity it really is. And I know how it's, it's pretty much everything that I've kind of been looking for with regards to an environment and mentorship and a business opportunity and stuff. But then it's just when you when you not, not that my family is so bad. But when you are with people who, who don't have big massive dreams and goals, um, it sort of brings down your vibration, you know, when you're going to like, like as much as I love my friends at college, they also not really like the conversations aren't about your dreams and goals. The conversations are just about like, you know, like, like small talk, you know, It's something like insane, like you get along with it, They're good people, but the further you, and the longer you stay away from sort of like the fire, that the kind of that, that feeling kind of happens, you know what I mean? So it was, it was good to be around them again. And just sort of get them to like reignite that flame that i had like in that passion again so i'm to be getting into the swing of things with like more action and like more passion again so i'm really glad that i went i wasn't even gonna go but i'm really glad
1: that i did yeah how was your weekend no, um my weekend was good i'm glad you enjoyed the the convention the brad i'm glad the fire is relit. it's true what you're saying about how you become who you surround yourself with you know i uh, completely agree there that- yeah, true, true. So,
0: obviously, short little episode, because I just got back. Um, don't have that much time. And we just wanted to make sure that we got this out. So um, if anyone's listening, it would be great if you guys could drop a comment, let us know if you if you're listening live, if, you, if you're watching the replay, it would be really great. Let us know what you like best about this, we can reply to you, ask us some questions. Um, maybe for the next episode you can reach us on Instagram or you can just drop your co- your questions in the comments on YouTube and we'll get back to you pretty soon. But we don't really have much of a plan. We don't really have that many questions they want to answer because it was just kind of like a spur of the moment sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, Is there anything that you necessarily want to talk about or um, I, I kind of Googled a question or two and I thought. Like, oh. Who better to answer these than you and I, because
1: they're kind of about fitness. <laughs> so, oh, <damn>. yeah. <laughs> I also Googled a question or two, Mine's not fitness related, but I definitely think we should go with yours because yeah. it's fitness. <laughs> your
0: your video is frozen.
1: Oh, is That's a problem still.
0: Yeah, but I can at least hear you now. It's just the, the video is frozen. Go okay, ahead. The back. Yeah it came, it went, and then it came back, and then it froze. And it, It's like jumping, just leave it. Don't worry about okay. it. Maybe it's just maybe it's my connection. I don't know. It should be good, bro. Um, but I just said uh, most common fitness questions. And like some of them making me like a little bit laugh. Some of them are like actually good questions. And some of them I'm like laughing because like I can see that they're like, misguided. Uh, the first one. Oh, um, <laughs> abdominal exercises effective if I want to lose extra fat around my stomach? I want, to, I, want to, I want to see what you have to say about that.
1: That's that's like, I remember asking that question and I started out as well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone has to ask that, but um, yeah. abdominal exercises will help build the abdominal muscle, but it's not going to help reveal it. So, abs are both in the kitchen. I mean, Abs are built in the gym, but revealed in the kitchen. So doing ab exercises is not going to automatically give you a six pack.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what like, yeah, it's not, it's just going to shape you. Like you'll everyone has everyone's body's different. So your, your, your abs and like your core will start to show at different body fat percentages for different people. But if I, if I had more developed abs, from, and like, all of these um, muscles I Forgot God, why, why am I forgetting the name now, bro? Uh, you know, tired, tired brain, <laughs> tired brain, I'm telling you. So they'll, they'll show themselves at higher body fat percentages, if they're like, more developed, you know, like, yeah. they'll show like, your, your whole body will sort of be like shaped better, even at higher body fat percentages, like, there's a lot of people who look really good. And they've got like, 20 percent body fat like their body looks really good and healthy it's because they exercise and eat good food it's like carrying extra body fat is actually not unhealthy it's actually it's actually not that bad as long as it's not like extreme excess you know but yeah i was gonna say yeah if you eat if you eat good food and you exercise like you can be pretty healthy even if you're carrying extra body fat like there's there's nothing wrong necessarily with just carrying extra body fat it's just stored energy if you think about it in that way but yeah that's just being being
1: no i agree with you being being too lean can actually be unhealthy like it's difficult for most people to carry sub 10 percent body fat all the time it's gonna like crash your energy levels it's gonna screw your hormones up so a little bit of excess body fat not too much like you say could actually be a good thing so i would say between like the I want to say like fifteen to eighteen percent range would be healthy for a male. Yeah, for like a long term, like
0: steady sort of. Yeah. Body fat percentage slightly higher for
1: females. Yeah. Although I aim to like stay around twelve to fifteen, but that's that's just me. Like, yeah. What about you? What do you aim for? (laughs) Just out of curiosity.
0: No idea bro. I just go with sort of visual and like <laughs> sort of feelings like I don't I, I don't even know what I would guess my body fat percentage to be. I've got no idea. I'm probably like I'm pro- I know I'm between 10 and 20. Um but I think I'm near yeah. 20. I think I'm nearly I think I'm like 15 up. I'm probably about 15 16 17 18 maybe around there. Um I've got some chubs but <laughs> like it's not it's not like that. Like, I, I can flex and I can sort of get my abs to like show in the right light. So like I know.
1: Thanks. You've got the shape dude.
0: Definitely. Yeah. See, and if, I, if I didn't do core exercises, they wouldn't show. It. So that, 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 um, that's just because they, they showing at a higher body fat percentage because I actually do work on them, but actual, actual exercises and growing a muscle of an area isn't going to make you lose fat in that area. Like you, you can't target fat loss. You can't say, okay, I'm gonna do abdominal exercises to lose fat around my belly. It, it doesn't work that way. You can't pick and choose where your body stores its fat. The only way you're ever gonna lose fat is by burning more calories than you're consuming. Obviously, there's much more that goes into that. Like that's that's very oversimplified. There's things like your hormones. There's things like. Uh, I don't even know what else, like stress levels, there's there's so much like the amount of sleep you're getting that will go into how much fat you carry. But
1: it's a lot of little things, yeah, sodium, yeah. water, yeah. Yeah, yeah, how much
0: how much and, hydration you're getting. But like if you if you want a smaller belly, then just just try and lose weight and, and build those muscles in that area and it'll really shape you up nicely. Like most yeah. people think that, that their goal is to lose weight, but they actually just want to look and feel better. And, and sometimes looking and feeling better isn't necessarily down to just losing fat.
1: True. It's about how you move and stuff as well. But um, also, a lot of people, I would say, overestimate how lean you actually have to be. So a lot of people yeah. would see somebody for and they might be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or just in general, dude. Like people will see someone and they'll be like, that guy is like 6% body fat. Meanwhile, he's like 12, 13% body fat. Yeah. So people are tend to overestimate it yeah um and then i also wanted to add in about what you're saying that the more muscle you have the more lean you'll look naturally Um, i also wanted to say that people hold fat in different areas due to genetics like i hold my fat Mm -hmm. on my belly unfortunately but i don't hold much fat on my legs my legs are always lean dude like regardless if i've got a tummy or anything the lines are still there so Yeah, you can't do spot reduction. You just got to keep losing fat everywhere, and eventually, you'll lose fat in the stomach area.
0: Yeah, I was I was gonna say for me, it's the opposite. Like for me, it's my legs. But like it used to be my legs bad. Like I used to have this big like bum, and I used to have these big thighs. You know what I mean? Like I used to sit down, and I used to like just fold. I used to like go, I used to be like oh my god, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's <it> bad. <laughs> But then it was also my stomach, dude. So now I'm thinking that it's probably pretty even. (laughs) Even distribution.
1: (laughs) I I wish I hold more of my legs, to be honest, dude. Because no one, like, sees your quads that much, dude. Everyone, like, they see your stomach quite often. But But you know my legs
0: now. I think I'm storing more on my belly, bro. Like, I don't have much on my legs. I think I've got more, like, on my belly.
1: Dude, for me it's yeah. it's love handles, dude. Love handles kill me. Damn, my Whoa. love handles are so bad. <laughs> 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 Mist- train lats,
0: train lats to lose fat. All
1: right. <laughs> <enjoy love handles. laughs> oh my dude, you know that they show you that, that side crunch thing. Like what? Dude, that's like yeah, love handles. Oh my <laughs> word.
0: That's a joke, by the way. If you guys didn't pick that up, we were being sarcastic. It's
1: the yeah. same thing, you
0: can't target fat on your side by doing exercises for the <laughs> side after that. That's funny. Uh,
1: do you have, do you have another, another fitness question? Another one. I've got another
0: one. There's got a few. Yeah. Uh, how many calories? Okay. No, that's a silly one. I don't know that. That's like a very specific, it's so how many calories are burned while walking or jogging one mile. I mean, yeah, we can, we can try and answer that. Like,
1: that'll be different for different people. <laughs> yeah, literally. It'll depend on so much, dude. It's difficult to, to pinpoint. Yeah. Is it uphill? Is it
0: downhill? Where are you? Are you at the top
1: How of the How much do you weigh?
0: Yeah. Are Outfit you at the top of Antarctica? You? Or are you, <laughs> you know, where are you? You know, that's, that's the bottom
1: that's, of the ocean. Yeah. yeah.
0: That'll, that'll be very dependent on yeah. a specific scenario. I've been working out for a while now and stopped losing weight. That, that wasn't a question, but that was just sort of one of the things.
1: Uh, you've been working out for a while now and you stopped losing weight. So what happens is when you lose weight, you, okay. you have a certain amount of calories that you need to consume every day to maintain your weight. If you go above your maintenance calories, you'll gain weight, if you go below, you'll lose weight. And what happens is as you continue to lose weight, your maintenance calories become lower. So the more weight you lose, the less of a deficit you're in. So you'll get to a point where you've lost so much weight that the old deficit you were in is now your maintenance. So your calories need to go even lower in a very simple version. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: they're saying, like, I've been working out for a while now and I've stopped losing weight. So to me, excuse me, it sounds like they didn't change their calories at all. It sounds to me like they just upped their exercise. So it's like you... (laughs) you, you I always say like, I never used to know this, because I used to think that you can out train a bad diet. I used to eat the same foods I always ate, and then think I can go to the gym and just burn it all off. Like, you'll never be able to out train an extremely bad diet. And you, you kind of lose weight a little bit. But like, I didn't lose fat, I lost some, like water, you think you're losing weight, but you're actually just losing water because you aren't burning fat because you're still in a calorie surplus. You're still kind of picking up fat, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So exercising by itself doesn't necessarily make you lose weight unless, unless that's the, the tipping point of now you're burning more than you're, you're consuming, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. so if you want to carry on, it's like you are saying, no, you, I think you're correct there. Well, not even, I think it's just scientific facts that you do, you, you get a new, uh, maintenance sort of calorie intake that matches the amount of activity you do. So either up your activity or lower your calories slightly, then you'll carry on losing weight. If that's, if that's, yeah. All.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's correct. <laughs> enough,
0: yeah. agree. Uh, another one. Yeah. Uh, how often should our work out?
1: um it's also like a tricky one to answer it's very subjective but i'd say that there's like minimal requirements that you need to hit for your specific goals so if it was to build muscle i would aim for like at least 10 hard working sets a week per muscle group but that can be dispersed through three days if you wanted to or could spread it over five so it's very subjective yeah what did you say
0: Yeah, because that does depend on your goal. Um, And how much time you're willing to dedicate towards it. If you've never exercised before, then, you know, even just five minutes, even just five minutes will be more than what you've done before. So I don't know, it it depends on what you're looking at. Like, if you want to get maximum results in the shortest amount of time possible, then you want to obviously do as much as possible, and be equally resting as much as possible in the shortest space of time, you know what I mean? So if, yeah. if, you can get, if you can get, if it was physically possible to do a hundred workouts a day, then that's what you would do if you want the fastest results, you know, but it's not because you need rest and you need to eat and you need to sleep. So to get, you obviously want to do as much as possible, recover, do as much as possible, recover, all in the shortest space of time, if you want results to happen as fast as possible. So that it depends how fast you want the result. You know, and how hard are you willing to do it. So if, if you want results faster, you're gonna to have to do a lot more. So you're gonna have yeah. to exercise much more often, and you're gonna to have to place a lot of emphasis on recovery. So at the end of the day, like the recovery is the thing that that kind of takes the most time, because, you know, you, you could be in the gym for like five hours, just like tearing your muscles apart. But then it's the recovery that needs the time. So you can't force things, you can't force recovery. To, to go be, to be quicker than what what it takes like but yeah i don't i think strength training there are specific date like amounts so i think you're supposed to do cardio like between three and five times a week you're supposed to do strength training between three and five times a week but it just it does just depend on your goals because if you just want to lose weight then like you start off small if you want to do it consistently or you want to start off big because of how fast you want it you can't really answer that without knowing the person who's asking.
1: Like. Yeah, literally. But um, something I want to add, something I told a lot of my clients based on what you're saying now about um, more is better and recovery is key, something I say a lot is that more is always better until it's not. Mm. <laughs> and it's like super simple, but more is better until you get to the point where you're not recovering anymore. So yeah. If you want it quick, do as much as you can. That's recoverable. Yeah. True.
0: So, and people want to know, like, how do you know? How do you know that you're getting enough recovery? Like, you'll feel in the morning. Like, the best thing, that what I do in the morning, like, it's just, I've made it a habit, right? It takes me, like, a few seconds. Like, every morning when I wake up, I do, like, five minutes are like just some stretching because I kind of feel tight overnight because your, your muscles shorten when they're like repairing and healing and stuff. So I just do like a little hip like stretch, like open up my legs, open up my shoulders, but then I also go down my steps and I hang and I test like my grip strength. So if my hands feel weak, like I can't grip properly onto this the the sort of beam that I ham, hang from, then I know that I'm not getting enough recovery or, or I didn't sleep enough. Like, and that's, that's instantly after like waking up. I don't wait like hours or anything. You, another thing you could do is also take, take a scale. Like, you know, that you use to weigh yourself. You, you grab the scale and you, you squeeze as hard as you can. And, and you, you check like sort of your base rate. And then whatever that is, every morning you check that. If it's way below, then you know, you're not recovering enough because you feel weak. You know, sometimes you like, you feel like you know, you're squeezing really tight, but there's like no strength, and like you feel weak. I think that that's that's when you're tired. You know, it's like when you're not getting enough recovery. That happens sometimes. So, you'd you'd be far better off just taking another rest day than you would actually going
1: to the gym that day. Yeah, that's uh that's a pretty creative way that I've. That's the most creative way I've ever heard <laughs> of how someone judges their their recovery. For me, I normally have like a set weight limit for. Whenever I'm training that day, so if it's a squat, I know how 100 kgs feels on a good day, and I know uh, how it feels on a bad day. So if it feels like it's a bad day, then I'll take it more easy. Whereas if it feels like a good day, then I'll push the limits that day. So yeah. I judge on the actual day. But apart from that, I can also tell by just how my joints and stuff are feeling, you know, because sometimes they feel a bit beat up, not like injury wise, but they just feel beat up. Yeah. And I know I need a rest. Yeah. I think so. I think-
0: the more you exercise and like you become more experienced, you kind of start to know what your body feels like when it needs more rest or needs more recovery, or you know what you feel like when it's going to be like a good day and you want to push it, you know, you you kind of start to, you start to know. And if things feel like you, you're plateauing and like your workouts are just like trudging on trudging on. Like I'd say it would be really beneficial if you just took a day off or like even two take three four days off who cares like what's three four days out of your entire life you fully recover you eat good food you make sure you're getting eight seven eight hours of sleep then you feel amazing when you go back because now you're like now you're like recovered you know what i mean and that actually might really help you but it does depend on your goals and what you're actually trying to achieve and how fast you want it i i I sometimes take like three days off um when i'm feeling like i've been pushing a bit hard and my body feels a bit weak. Because at the end of the day, you want to be, we want to become stronger. But if you're overtraining and making yourself like weak and frail, because you're not getting enough recovery, so you're doing too much abuse. So you want to take some time off, actually recover. Then you feel, you feel way stronger. Like even taking days off, like it feels it sounds counterintuitive. Like how is taking days off making me
1: stronger? It's because you're letting your body heal and like catch up to the, like the damage you've been doing. Yeah, literally. Uh, when I got into the powerlifting thing, I was in more of a bodybuilding mindset. When I was doing bodybuilding, I used to go like balls to the wall every session. So I was doing that during powerlifting and it's a little bit more difficult doing it in powerlifting because it's more suppressant on your central nervous system, going hard every single day. So what happens is you will have like a block of training. and what's up, within Nick? that, What's up, Nick? <laughs> and uh, within that block, you'll have, a certain number of weeks so let's say you have five weeks and then on a specific day you'll have set intensities and if you go off that intensity okay. it's called digging yourself into a hole so let's say i'm supposed to do a squat at 60 percent my 100 max and i end up feeling good and i do it like 90 percent then that's going to screw me over because that fatigue that i generated on day one in week one is going to carry over all the way throughout the five weeks and they say it's digging into a hole because the fatigue is just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper and the further you dig yourself into the hole. The further that fatigue accumulates, the longer it's going to take to get out of the hole and get back to a baseline. So, yeah. So key. you're basically
0: <laughs> you're basically saying like if you're following a specific plan that's telling you 60 one rep max, even if you feel stronger, don't go over 60. percent. I mean, stick stick to what it's telling you. Is that what you? Yeah, but that's
1: not I'm saying. That is it's also goal specific, like I said, because that is with powerlifting. Because with bodybuilding, that didn't really matter to me so much because i was recovering but when we started adding like low low reps high weights so there's more suppression on the cns so okay. yeah. yeah
0: i feel you i feel you we got a, we got a question from uh nick he, he i don't know if you can see the the comments or not but it, it says um i don't know if this happens to you guys but have you ever had a workout and the next day not really feel the fatigue like going intense on his shoulders um he doesn't always feel it the next day he doesn't know if he's recovering fast or if he's not like, or if he's plateauing or not working hard enough. So I don't know what you want to say about that.
1: Do you want to do an answer first?
0: I would say that like, I don't know what you mean by fatigue because do you mean like you're not sore or you don't feel weak in that area the next day? Because some sometimes like, sometimes you're not going to be sore after a workout, but that doesn't mean it's not effective because I think if I'm correct, you must just correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, Damien, like the only way that you actually get sore muscles is if there's little micro tears and those micro tears only happen, um, on the eccentric part of an exercise, which is when you're doing the, 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 the negative, right. When, when it's, when it's stretching, like let's say your bicep, like if you're coming with your arm down and you're controlling that and it's under tension, that's when the little micro tears, um, happen. So that's what causes the pain. But there's different ways to actually cause growth, you know, you can do like metabolic things, you, you know, like sometimes strength training, you're not going to be sore the next day. So like, you don't necessarily need to be sore. Um, and you don't necessarily need to feel weak the next day, you actually shouldn't feel weak the next day, in my opinion. I think if you feel the next, if you feel too weak the next day, you probably did something sort of wrong, you know uh in my sort of opinion like sometimes like you know you, you feel sore you like oh, yesterday's workout like is good you know but that's not the only indicator you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know really how to address that but basically all i'm saying is that you don't need to feel fatigued and you don't need to feel sore or pain Know that the workout was effective because you you know that if you put in the effort and you're following some sort of a program that's done by someone who knows what they're talking about, if you did everything that they said you should do and you trust that person can get you the results, you did it with enough effort, you did it all right, then you'll get the gains. You know, like you don't need to feel pain or you don't need to feel like weak the next day to know that it worked.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I'm just not too sure about uh um, criteria is only on the eccentric. I think it could be the eccentric as well. I'm, okay. I'm not too, too sure about that. But um, yeah, I completely agree with you. You don't have to be stiff to indicate progress. But um, I would say, like, have a set point, dude. Like, try apply progressive overload every single session that you're doing so if it's adding one more rep one more set less rest time anything like that just so that you do know if you are improving because as much as you don't need to be stiff to show improvement you do want to actually see improvement to know that you are improving so it might be nothing you might be doing more than enough and you might be improving or you might have just adapted to the stress and you're not increasing it in any type of way and that's why you're not yeah, you could anywhere.
0: yeah, I think that's why yeah. he asked, like, or is he just plateauing? Which is obviously it's definitely possible. But like if you're using yeah. the same exact weight week in, and week, week in, week out, and you're not going on to the next weight, then you're not making progress. If you're doing the same exercises, you know, then you're not making progress. Like if you if you if you look in the mirror and you can see visual progress, then you know you're making progress. And if you can also see like physical numbers increasing then you know you're making progress pain isn't pain isn't the only indicator of progress because sometimes pain is a bad thing if you injure yourself you feel pain that doesn't mean like i break my collarbone that doesn't mean ah gains shoulder gains you know (laughs) that's pain that's a bad thing your body doesn't like it It (laughs) makes things sore because it doesn't like it right so you feel pain in your muscles when there's like stiffness because it's, it's doing damage to your body. Like it's, it doesn't like it. Now it has to adapt. It has to grow the muscle to strengthen it. You know, that exercise, it does a bit of damage to, you you know, so in a, in a way like you become sore because your body's trying to protect itself. It wants to stay where it is. Um, so, but it is, it's exactly like you you, you said, Damien, like, you know, you, you gotta up, you gotta up the weights and that's going to be sort of the best indicator of whether
1: you're making progress or not. Yeah. Cool. uh something I wanted to add was when I started working out, I often didn't get stuff in my back just because I didn't have a good mountain muscle connection with it. So I was actually no, using more of my arms and stuff instead of my actual back to do the movement. So maybe you're not using your shoulder on the movement that you're yeah. doing. So try to stretch it out and see where you feel your shoulder. So if you do this, you should feel a stretch in the medial head of your shoulder. Remember that stretch and just, Do it a couple times so you know what it feels like for that muscle to actually be working so that you can build that mountain muscle connection for your shoulder and then yeah that might be the problem
0: i watched a really good video um by jeff cavalier he's a his youtube's called athlean x and it was he was talking about i don't know what the title of the video was but i think it's something about um do you need to feel stiff or something like that you know the next day like do you have to feel sore kind of what we're talking about now and he just explained that there's different ways to to create muscle growth. And like he he spoke about like the feeling the pain is like a buildup of like lactic acid or it's like it's micro tears or something. And he said like your workout doesn't always need to create pain, but you, you need to create you need to have so much different kind of, of strain and you need to switch up your workouts to attack it from different angles, you know, because eventually your body's just gonna become used to the sort of stress that you're putting on it. Like, imagine you just do metabolic overload all the time. Like, your body is going to, like, get used to that. And it's not going to be as effective, you know? So you're going to have to, like, do different styles of training all the time. So eventually, at some point, that muscle needs to be sore because you need, to, you need to do that type of training that creates, like, muscle soreness eventually at some point. So not every single workout, but at some point, you'll you want them to be a bit sore, so it, it could be like you saying with the with the mind muscle connection like that that happened to me like I used to struggle and it's weird because the biceps aren't necessarily something that um, a lot of people struggle to grow with but for me my mind muscle connection with my biceps was always pretty bad like I could never just just do my biceps there'd always be some little movement in the elbow like engaging the front delt a little bit you know or like if would be a slight like hip thing you like to get the momentum like I wouldn't be able to actually just just pure straight up just pure biceps but you kind of work on it and you can do like these weird little exercises to grow like mind muscle connection and stuff like you can probably youtube them or google certain exercises that you can do to grow your mind muscle connection like it it does make a world of a difference because you might be doing shoulder exercises like um, like lateral raises right but you're actually you're actually using your traps because you're swinging and then you're compensating right because your body knows that its shoulders weak so it's trying to use like a bigger muscle like it's trying to use the traps maybe you don't even realize it right so you you should feel it in that area and at some point you should feel pain um so it, it, it is contextual because we don't know i don't know i don't know if Uh, Damien's helping you with the program or not, but like, I don't know exactly what exercises you're doing. I don't know how well you're doing them. Like I'm not watching you if you're compensating. Um, I don't know if you're eating the right things. I don't know if you're sleeping enough. I don't know if you're actually putting in enough effort, using enough weight.
1: Yeah. That's the thing with fitness, dude. It's so, it's like a double sided sword. There'll literally be one study saying something and there'll be another study contradicting what that study said. It's so it's so open-ended, fitness, dude. It's it's like yeah. mind-boggling. But it's because most
0: of it's not binary. It's not like yes or no. It's always somewhere yeah. in between and includes both. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. How do you lose? How do you lose weight? Um. Okay. You you, you burn enough calories, right? You burn more than you're adding, but then you also can't do too much because, like, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's like it's no such thing as you you only do this and only do this. It's like you have to include both but you have to fall towards some sort of one side of it you know there's no yeah. like there's no like yes or no it's always it's always both always yeah
1: but this is what people i like think. that though
0: yeah <laughs> I, it's kind of nice because i feel clever when people ask me yeah. questions um but that, that's just ego obviously but it's also people get confused and they don't want to get into exercise because they get so confused, right? Because one thing says this and one thing says the exact opposite, right? And then they just like, well, they just feel confused. And a confused mind always says no, right? Like if someone's confused, they don't know what to do. They don't want to waste their time. So they're just going to do nothing. Right. But that's one of the worst things that you can do because at the end of the day, you could only do so much wrong. Like unless you're straight up like breaking bones and like injuring yourself, then any exercise is probably okay you know like you you're better off like not getting sore and you know just trading the same weights every single week and getting used to that than not doing anything at all like it's just <laughs> man I don't know I've got so much to say on this because it's just it's so individual and it's so contextual to your goals and so contextual to each person,
1: true. Maybe he is
0: recovering fast, Damien. We don't know. Like, you will start to recover fast. Like, the more you've been exercising over, like, over, I remember the first leg day I did, I couldn't walk for a week. Seven days. Seven days. Couldn't walk. And the pain was the same the first day as it was on day six, I promise you. Like, I was not recovering at all. But now, like, I might feel like stiff legs the second day, but like I can still walk, like the next day, and I can still walk. But I feel like stiffness, you know. If I have a really hard session, um, it just it's just because you do become more efficient at at flushing out the lactic acid. Your body becomes more efficient at repairing the muscle fibers. So you you do you do become more efficient.
1: No, definitely. But also, having said that, I do agree with you. But you know, um, when you get bigger and you get stronger, the bigger you are. And the more weight that you're lifting is going to require more satellite soles And a satellite soul is the soul that comes to the little micro tear that heals it to bring recovery. And if you need more satellite tears, it's going to take longer to recover. So, again, yes and no. You never yeah. have a one. Yeah, there's, there's never
0: just a yes it. and <laughs> It's both yeah. at the same time. It's
1: both. Oh, Literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy.
0: I think overthinking Nothing. gets a lot of people. Um yeah. Like it's in as long as you're sticking to like the main sort of principles in fitness, you don't you shouldn't worry about the micro details of things because the micro details is where people get confused. But there's simple principles that you know, if you just implement the simple principles, then that's that those are the things that'll never fail you. Things like progressive overload. Like there's no such thing as you should not progressively overload. Over you know a healthy sort of space of time, uh, there's there's nothing that really contradicts that. Like that that's like sort of like a principle, you know. Yeah. But you can't you can't kind of argue with that. It's a fundamental, think, definitely. Yeah, at least I don't think so. So stick to like as long as you know that you're progressively overloading, you're seeing the numbers rise or you're seeing your body change, then don't worry about like small little details because like you'll just get lost in the ocean of information out there. Like everyone, everyone is, everyone is trying to sound clever and like trying to make use these big fancy terms to make you scared and make them look like an expert so that you pay them for you for the information, you know,
1: Um,
0: like at the end of the day, like all the information is out there for free. What the only thing I would pay for is help, you know, the only thing I would pay for, is accountability uh like a community you know things like that things that aren't commodity so i know that that, that's a bit random and that's going off topic
1: but i I hope you know what i mean yeah no i uh, i like what you're saying i agree with you dude and it's a big flaw along um, among a lot of personal trainers because a personal trainer you should hire and pay to teach you how to do the basics of what he's doing like you don't want to be paying that personal trainer until the end of time just pay that personal trainer until he teaches you the fundamentals and then that's it. Then a new client must come in he must teach you that. But a lot of personal trainers want to hold on to those clients. Yeah, but so they I, use I think,
0: scary terms to try and make them feel like they'll never understand or never be able to do it without them.
1: Exactly. Or keep them in the dark of the program, uh, which I think is actually unethical. But I'm sure there's like a lot of argument that could be made towards that as well. So I do agree with that.
0: Like The argument I would make against that is that uh, not against what you're saying with uh, that you should, shouldn't should withhold information. Like I agree with that. You shouldn't, you should teach them. You know what I mean? They should be coming, they should be coming like educated by being your client. But I think that everyone should actually have a personal trainer. Kind can't of, in my opinion. Like I, thought, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, why don't I have a personal trainer? And I'm like, well, I know enough. I know how to do this stuff. You know what I mean? But you actually don't know if you, if you're doing things right. Like, you can know if you video yourself and you analyze and you watch, but someone else will always see something that you don't see, you know? So like, even if it's not someone who has more progress, maybe you just have like a, a peer review you know, like someone that, you mm. know, looks over something or that you're doing, or like you go to, you go for a workout together. Like it doesn't have to be someone you're paying, but having someone there to like, just watch what you're doing and tell you, like if you're doing a squat, like, Hey Brad, your, your left foot's a bit further like pointed out than your right foot. Like, try straighten up your hip a little bit or you, you start you you buckled your knees as you came up and then they went out again. Something that you maybe wouldn't pick up by yourself, you know? So I think even after the personal trainers taught them the fundamentals, they'll still it's a good idea to even have like even the professional athletes in the world, they have they know what they're doing. Like trust me, they know how to train. But they still have coaches and they still have like personal trainers to tell them what to do because Some people don't want to have to plan their own workouts. Some people don't want to have to do all the research. Like some people just don't want to know, like they don't want to put in the work to know anything. Some people actually would prefer to not be taught, you know, they'd rather pay the person to just tell them exactly what to do and they'll just do it. Some people actually don't want to know. So I think that's maybe the only scenario where it's not unethical to withhold information if the person specifically asks or or specifically doesn't care.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you, man. Like I said, there's a lot of angles you could take it. Like you could even take the, the angle that maybe someone's just looking for someone to speak to. So they get a personal trainer at the gym. You know, yeah, like there's a lot of ways you can take it. But I like what you said now about uh, even like the professionals getting a personal trainer because although I'm, I'm sure I could do the research and manage to coach myself through a bodybuilding prep, if I had to do one, I would still hire a coach. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just for that mental reassurance that you know that you're doing it right. So exactly. definitely agree with you. Exactly. But um I think we should wrap it up, dude. It's getting it late. About, I was just about to say,
0: yeah, we're, we're a little bit over, but it'll be all right. I'll just have to rush.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was I was enjoying it. I could have told you, but it was cool. Um, thanks a lot, D, bro. It was it was great to see you again. Great to have a chat. I hope this episode brought you guys a lot of value. Um Please drop a comment, let us know what you like best. Ask us some questions, it would be great. Um yeah, lots of love. I'm at Bradley underscore Schreiber on Instagram.
1: I'm at damienf F777 on Instagram. Yeah, this was a great episode, dude. I enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should, yeah. Fitness episode it was good.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: All right. Take care everyone. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> See you all next week.